Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. back this is uh, our weekly podcast the rest of us talking about the weekly episodes of the last of us we have the wonderful erica here and myself lily and we are missing nick because this poor guy <laughs> once again <laughs> couldn't watch the episode so he's gonna sort it out for next week he's he's trying uh it's very early for me it's very late for erica so it's a good combo time zones we love Happy. these things Coffee, there you go. I don't have my coffee yet, but I should have brought one. I'm not gonna yep. lie. <laughs> I did sleep. I did sleep before the episode just to make sure that I'm, you know, here, nice and fresh. Definitely uh, available. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we're gonna do a tiny bit of disclaimer this time around because. <laughs> this is my favorite thing that we've had to add. <laughs> we read your comments. We love your comments, but we are watching the episode right as it premieres, and then we are recording right afterwards. Immediately. So, after. yeah. So when we terrorize things that are not yet confirmed and get confirmed later on when this podcast airs, we know. <laughs> we know. So, you know, we're smart, but like... <laughs> we're smart and delusional. <laughs> So bear with us when we come up with all this. Oh, maybe it's because of that, or maybe it's because of that. It's you know. And it's but anyway, nice too when you're proven right. So like, thanks to that person who inspired that flower theory for me in that first episode. Yes, it you were right. Correct. You were correct. You were completely correct about that. So you know, well done. Well done. I didn't catch that. That <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. The reason I didn't even pick up on the uh, Yakarta part when it's in the news in the first episode is because I was so amused by Tommy and Joel being like, hey, where is Yakarta? I don't know. And they're sort of just going, it's it's the capital of Indonesia. Right? Like, we should have known that. We were so concerned with other things. We're like, that's going to be important later. Speaking of this episode, let's get the negative stuff out of the way once again. Mm. Uh, let's do that round. So, is there anything that you didn't like, or you are like happy? I don't think there was anything I didn't like. Oh, I'm gonna have you okay. go first because I want to see what you think first because All nothing right. comes to mind. Um, so they introduced a lot of new things. Uh, obviously we're going to talk about it a lot more a bit later on as we break down the episode and one of the new things that they introduced is that obviously um, the infected communicate to these 
fungi uh, underground systems. So if you step on the uh, wines or whatever, or if, if something happens to one of them, it's immediately going to send down the message to the others and they come running. And that's mm -hmm. basically, that's their reasoning why we don't see infected running around in broad daylight. The other reasoning is that, you know, the sun, because that scene, we already talked about in, in our Discord, is very suspicious that they just don't like the sun and they, they can't bear it and they are just lying around. And my theory was that they are asleep, but there's probably more to it. And here's my fear with that. I fear that once again, we will have the walking dead situation on our hands, which I didn't like. I'm not going to lie, you know, give bigger meaning to the whole, oh, people will become monsters when something like this happens yeah. uh, kind of thing. And I, I, I'm a bit afraid that we're going to... It's going sideline... to complicate itself a bit. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That could be possible. I hope it's kind of like a one in deal. So I also did a little bit of research. So we both were talking about some fungus stuff scientifically. Yeah. I, I did a little bit more research too as to like the interconnectivity. There's, I don't mm -hmm. remember the specific fungus, but apparently if something happens to one of it, it connects to the other ones within a specifically four mile radius. So I wonder if that's what they're going to do here too. It's like within a very specific radius of network. And I was like, that would be nice. Yeah, makes it makes this series feel a little bit more terrifying that if you disrupt, yeah, you fucked. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I like I like that, but but it could complicate itself if they go a little too deep into it. I'm afraid that they're gonna sideline the whole infected bit, mm -hmm. uh, as because that was my problem with the Walking Dead. After a while, like you know, it's called the Walking Dead, and then Rick says we are the Walking Dead, and I'm like, okay, sure. Uh, but like, you have zombies, and you only use them when you need like drama and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I don't want that to happen. Yeah, because they infected our main characters. So now that I said this, anything comes to mind for you that are like, eh. not really. But I prepare to go to the episodes. Be like, okay, if there's something I don't like, it's okay. But I came out of it like, the changes they made, I actually liked. So let's start at the very beginning, which is very surprising for me. Like, I thought that they just got to get into the whole, let's go to the city hall uh, bit. Yeah. But uh, no, we got another very cold opening uh, in Yakarta. So it's back. Yakarta is back. It felt eerie throughout oh, the whole yeah. uh, and ominous that, and ominous yeah yeah yeah. it, it was like hmm, we know what's going on but at the same time we don't know what's going on <laughs> yeah. i i was i was expecting a jump scare when she went Me into <laughs> i was sitting there like my knees up i'm ready bring on the jump scare i'm ready yeah and it didn't happen, and it didn't happen. But it was like, it, I found it very interesting, uh, the whole part, because obviously there's this uh, scientist. She needs to take a look at a sample. And then she's like, yeah, that's that's cordyceps. But like, mm -hmm. why did you put it in this and that? And they were like, because it's from a human. She's like, yeah, it's that's not possible. <laughs> and, I, and we were like, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, sure. They sent her in to examine a body that is infected with the cordyceps. And I found it incredibly 
uh, interesting that uh, the woman who's on the table uh, was bit on her ankle. A scientist goes in, does a cut uh, where the bite is, and you can see the cordyceps <laughs> under. I know, I know. Trust me, I know. <laughs> But here's the thing, and I think a lot of people don't talk about this enough. Uh, they refer to what's causing Ellie's immunity as a parasite in her brain, basically. Like the cordyceps got stuck in her brain, and it's in the second game. Like yeah. it's it's a it's a conversation between Marlin and and Abby's dad, basically looking at the X rays and or not the X rays, the the MRI scans and whatnot, uh, and they are like you know, it's it's in there. Like she has the cordyceps in her brain, but they can't spread. Yeah, they're just and like I, stuck in its stuck. own paralysis. Yeah, and I I I never see enough people talk about this, and that's why I found it incredibly fascinating that as she cuts the ankle, there it is. It was it had a tiny bit of jump scare. When she was going into the mouth, I was like, "We all knew what was going to happen, too, because we're just like, oh, she's going to, oh, she knows what she's going to find in there." And it, the fact that it was also, I'm so sorry, the fact that it was also detached and still moving towards her Ew. was horrifying. Ew, horrifying. No. Ew, <laughs> the nightmares are just restarting again. <laughs> I know. And that wasn't even the worst of the tendrils. No episode. No. I don't want to talk about it. I'll talk about it for you. Okay. But anyway, beautiful scene. I was, you know, they keep pushing this idea that there's no cure and there's no vaccine and you can't do anything because they said it in the first episode with John Hanna. And now they said it in this one as well, like bomb the whole city. That's yeah. that's what she says when they are like, you know, we need you to make a, a vaccine or something. And she's like, no, just bomb the whole city. There's and I'm like, do. I don't know where they want to go with that. I feel like they want to make what Joel does in the end more reasonable. More palatable. More palatable. And I liked how it actually turned into a callback later in the episode. When they walk past one of them in Boston, they're like, oh, the bombs worked here, but not yeah. everywhere else was lucky. And I actually, a couple of weeks ago, was watching a TikTok of people who were in the apartments surrounding where that was being filmed. Mm. I think I sent it to you guys. And they yeah. were recording that exact part where the where uh, Tess and Ellie were standing there talking about the crater and Joel walks yeah. by. We saw that two or three takes. And I was like, I'm going to have to watch for that in the episode. That's going to be fascinating. And it was there. And I was like, it was, I watched yeah. that be filmed through TikTok. But yes. So Yakata comes in, goes away. We now have like the whole explanation of how that started. And then intro again. I skipped it. Sorry. <gasps> I'm sorry. I always did with Game of Thrones as well. That's... No wonder you were ahead of me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was the reason I was like, yeah, skip it. <laughs> I, look, I love the music, but give me the good stuff. I want Give us the good stuff. So we get what you pointed out. So I will let you take over the whole starting of, of Ellie. I noticed that she is bathed in light. Like that is not something that's like, they're being subtle about 
which I mm-hmm. thought was interesting because I was like, that reminds me of the Firefly logo when in darkness, you know, look for the light. Yeah. Those two, like Tess and Joel, are literally just sitting there in the dark looking at this girl who is immune and is potentially the one to save us all. They're in the darkness looking towards the light. And I was like, that is some seriously cool symbolism because you know they did that on purpose. Oh, yeah. It was absolutely beautiful. And I thought back through last episode, and there's Mm -hmm. a couple of times where she just is in straight up sunlight. And I'm like, She's the light. And it's it's fun seeing it used through like cinematography and making things look so stunning. She is the light in the darkness that they're talking about. Yeah. It's so smart, honestly. I I like when TV shows or movies even do something like this. It's like you see what you did there. (laughs) I see you. See. So good. Uh I I love that scene. I loved how Mm -hmm. You know, in the game as well, Tess was more willing uh, to accept that Ellie is mm-hmm. immune. And, and I like how they brought this in, in, in the episode. And I like, you know, Joel is like, oh, like, Ugh, grumpy about it. Like, you know, she can still be infected and this is stupid and we should leave. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's a very Joel thing. Uh, it <laughs> is very <laughs> Joel thing. Bella Ramsey. Oh, I can't get over how good of an Ellie she is. They are. They are. They are. Yes. Sorry. Oh, I'm, we, sorry. I, I'm I'm getting used to their new pronouns. So I want to make sure I do it right. Same. Yeah. 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 So they just brilliant. Like, you know, Ugh. for all the haters out there, shut up. Seriously. What are you watching? If you don't find this I- exactly the same as Ellie in so many ways. And, and then the way that they they walk. I was like, oh, that's a little sassy Ellie right there. They had so much more to it as well, yeah. which I just love. Like, you know, there's a new layer to Ellie in there. Mm-hmm. And here's, uh, uh, here's where my beef comes in. Because if I remember correctly, I just currently really played it. So I, I should be remembering correctly. Didn't we go in the collapse building? So I just, I have been playing the game almost side by side. Um, yes. with this and they that's what they should have done in the game is gone through the building that was tilted sideways and I that's kind of what I over and through but I'm kind of glad that they didn't because looking at that building that is sketchy and I don't think they could have actually done that very well but I was at least happy that we got the hey here's the buildings and here's exactly how it looks um, so it at least gave us a taste of that even if going through the building wouldn't be realistic enough. But not like realistic mm. enough, but I guess, yeah, like realistically yeah. kind of go through all of that and yeah. not yeah, yeah, yeah. die because that's when they get introduced to the clickers for the first time is in the building. Mm-hmm. But they decided to do it with the museum instead. I was a bit like, so you're going to put it in there, but then not go in there. Yeah. And I, I was at a bit salty yeah. Yeah, at the beginning. I can see that. Because they, I was happy that at least we're like, hey, here's the building. Back in the museum, I actually had a friend message me about something that they were annoyed about. And I was like, oh, tell me. And they said that they they thought the clicker's movements were a little too human and not, and not like, I guess not acrobatic enough, um, which I thought was interesting. Sure. I'm not sure I agree with that. Yeah, because I'm going to go back and look at it, 
but I was really glad that it was all practical. I turned oh, yeah. to my husband. I was like, hey, I did that thing. Hey, hey, hey. I was yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. practical. None of that. Yeah, I, I it believe is. it's CGI. Nope. And he's like, really? Yeah. And looking at it I'm like, yeah, there's a reason yeah, why that's... this is millions of dollars an episode. It's a just, it once again proves that practical sometimes it just works better. You don't have to do everything with CGI. Weta Workshops proved that with Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on. Practical, when you can do it, do it. Because not only does it help us visually see it, mm -hmm. it also helps the actors having yeah. that thing there. It causes their acting to just be even, even more enveloped. More real. Yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was terrifying, that scene where, like, we've all had to do it. Reload the gun. And the scene is slowly closing on his face. And I'm like, it's going to be right there. Yep. I know. I know. The terror. The, the terror, terror. I'm telling you. But they did it very well because, obviously, they first, because they choose the long route mm -hmm. going through the hotel and everything. And then they realize that. Uh oh, like, you know, all the infected are very, very close to the city hall. So they have to take the briskier route, which is the museum. And that's where we get the first, um, well, the two first new things, because obviously, as we see them trying to get back into the building, first I was thinking that they might be just sleeping or hibernating or whatever. Uh, yeah. Because the but ones that on the it, stairs. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, it, it looks like that they are actively trying to get back, but they can somehow. It looks like they're dried out. They're all dried out and dead because she steps on the arm and it just kind of goes. Not talking about the museum. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about oh, the when they, they spot them. Yeah. The one, one oh, outside. yeah. They, it was almost like at first I thought they were like feeding on each other and just I, kind of like just moving. And I was like, yeah. what are they doing? It was very weird. It especially terrifying because it looks like that they are kind of afraid of the sun yeah they it was almost like a wave of them like yeah. turning over yeah i don't know if they are afraid or if they are feeding off of the sun because obviously this whole infection could work yeah. because global warming yeah that's how the fungus so, mutated evolved yeah evolved yeah and uh, fungi as i just found out yeah. through my scientific research <laughs> which i literally i was just googling <laughs> so nothing special that they do need the warm like that's why they are usually hiding under trees and whatnot because that's where it's the warmest and that's why they are underground a lot of times because they need the warm that, that comes out from there so maybe yeah. they were just Recharging? I don't know. <laughs> They're recharging. They're solar powered. <laughs> um, so I did I have two things I wanted to point out. Yes. So um Ellie is talking about, you know, they're like, they're like, there's scarier things out there. And she's she talks about a bloater and how it will she's like, oh, the creatures that will tear off parts of themselves and throw spores at you. And yeah. I was like, You said what now? Spores, you say? So it looks spores. like the bloaters are going to still tear themselves and throw spores. Uh, I'm not sure, based on Tess's reaction. 
that's what she said. And so I'm going to be very looking at it. I I think it's just them because, you know, Tess disregards many of Ellie's that's true. things. As, as, so it might you have know, just been a nod. It, Either it way, have, yeah. I like freaked out and I was like, you just said spores, child. Yeah. But otherwise, I don't know what's the function of rotors if they're not going to throw around the infection itself, basically, with the spores. Yeah, yeah, we, we're going to find out because yeah. we already got a glimpse at a bloater. So we're definitely going to get one at mm -hmm. least. That was more yes. than one. Just pointing it out. And then my other thing was, so for if you didn't notice this in the games, good on you. Because mm. uh, so there's this thing called Naughty Dog Yellow in yes. the last of us that essentially is kind of like a focal point of like hey this is a general direction you should go you're going the right way if you didn't notice that good on you for just figuring shit out <laughs> um so i had been watching and mm -hmm. i was like i wonder if they're gonna throw in some naughty dog yellow i think that would be great i don't know if this is on purpose or not but one of the cars is kind of like a deeper yellow and then there's mm -hmm. some markings in some random places that like some yellow tape and some random other things. And I was like, is that Naughty Dog Yellow? It it sure looks like it. <laughs> it sure looks like it. And I was so excited because I was like, Brandon, let's look for, that's my husband. <laughs> I yeah. was like, it's like, look for some of that Naughty Dog Yellow. And he's like, okay. And so the biggest thing we could find was the car and just like random other things. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I yeah, thought yeah. that was cool. <laughs> and the tape. The tape. The tape. The tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Maybe there. Important I... crafting material. I'm, I'm, I think it's going to be important later on as well. So I, if whenever you just, you know, see uh, the Naughty Dog Yellow, think of us. Think of Erica most, <laughs> most of the time because, like, she's good at noticing this thing. Me, I'm just like, ah, oh, last of us. <laughs> That's why I like to go through and try and do, like, a quick second watch yeah. before I do it. Because I'm like, at first, it's like I'm just watching to enjoy and mm -hmm. I'm catching some things. I'm like, I need to go back and look at that specific part just to make sure I saw what was right. Um, which leads me to one of my last things I noticed. Okay. Um, I don't know if this is a purpose either. You know, it doesn't matter. I saw against one of the cars, there was a little um, giraffe stuffed animal just like embedded in like some trees and stuff. It was kind of like a, uh, it was uh, not really glossed over. It was kind of lingered looking at this little mm -hmm. stuffed animal. Mm -hmm. I was like, it's a little it's a little foreshadowing for Salt Lake that we're gonna see a yeah. giraffe. Yeah. I'm very oh, much looking forward to that. Um that has to happen. Like yeah. Come on. If they leave that out. I'm gonna be very upset. I like I live in Utah and so I could go over to Salt Lake after like before or after the episode and take a picture. Like, yeah. Oh, you have to do that. <laughs> I could totally do that. Yeah, come on. Like an hour and a half ish away, but you know what? I'll That's do not it. too bad. I commit to the bit. Good. 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 Yeah. I like that. I like that. And I like that you notice these kind of things because <laughs> now it's it's gonna give me an easier time to find it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Really so I'm excited true. to see everyone in the comments pointing out their Easter eggs as well because that's one of my favorite things. I did want to ask you too yes. about how you felt about the change to uh Tess's death. Huh. Not like her death specifically, more like okay. the the build up to it without yeah. it was it first of all beautifully acted. That was my first thought. Like Anna Thor is just such a 
such a good choice for Tess. You know, obviously we we knew that it's coming. Uh, it 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 came a bit differently, but I didn't I didn't mind it. I freaking love the practical effort that they did the bite uh, on yeah. her shoulder, and then you know, keeping in mind that they did this chart in the first episode of how much time does it take for you to turn. Mm-hmm. you know depending on where you got bitten uh i think they put a lot of emphasis on that because on based on that chart tessa only has like an hour mm-hmm. so yeah. once they leave the museum she becomes really like let's go let's go let's go let's go like you know That's we why... have to go uh yeah. I, I i freaking love that I loved how she became, uh, you know, really, really upset that the fireflies are are all dead. How, uh, you know, she started to yeah. look for a map or something, and then we got one of my uh, favorite lines that's just heartbreaking: "Our luck had to run out sooner or later." And I was like, "Oh, shut up!" <laughs> yeah, I, it's Phil's instinct was like she starts to walk towards me. He's like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." Yeah. But it was great seeing too another almost carbon copy of the game where she grabs on Ellie and she's like, this is real. And it was nice too having her additionally get bit for I think visual that was comparison. It was a great choice for it was also for Joel to believe. It was for Joel to because believe, uh, so. I think that's what they choose to go with instead of the spores. Yeah. I think that was a great choice, to, especially yeah. for this, for Joel to physically be able to see. It's like practically healed, but Tess's looks bad. Yeah. Yeah. I liked her twitching as she was, you know, taking her hand away from Ellie and just like and the tiny twitch. I was just, just thought of this. That's probably why. So, so Joel, after he, so he's, you know, broken his hand, but in the beginning, he's kind of like holding onto his gun releases and his hand starts like shaking a bit and that's when tess is like what's going on with your hand he's like oh it's a hairline fracture yeah because he started to kind of get a little twitchy and shaky and she was like yep it was like oh never mind you just broke your hand but then we get the visualization of her getting twitchy and shaky and we're like (gasps) that's she didn't break her hand nope nope that's a different kind uh just to quickly get back to the whole you know headline fracture i love that they old like they are like properly like you know our knees can't take this much steps. <laughs> and i was like yes like you it's know probably why joel's not crouching very much as we found out like you know they can only crouch for a certain amount of time which is very fair Pedro's jo- like 47 so the poor guy probably couldn't do it anyways yeah that's a lot of crouching it is a lot of crouching, uh, but, but you know, the, the whole thing, making it realistic this way as well, I think it's very smart mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, in the game, y- you can kind of forget that they are like 50. Oh, easily. Easily, because they can do almost superhuman things with the whole mm-hmm. running around, going around, whatnot. and here they just remind you of them. They are like, look, yeah, that's a 50-year-old there, and... It's it's not that easy anymore, okay? So just yeah. deal with it. Just deal with it. There's also a... Um, I was going to say visual and pointing to my ears. Um, when you put on headphones when you're playing The Last of Us, so for the first little bit that I was 
replaying the game. I didn't have headphones on. I was just like, go through my speakers. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I started to get towards like the museum part and other things. And I was like, I'll put in my headphones. I then only then started hearing Joel kind of go. Yeah. And like making the old man noises. And I was like, I didn't even notice that till I put headphones on. So if you're playing, put headphones on and you'll hear the old man noises and exactly how it should be because <laughs> i because i thought the same thing i was like dang they're just like cruising through put my headphones on like he's out of breath a lot yeah. more than i thought he was i think definitely it, it it adds a lot more realistic feeling to it that they are actually getting tired uh things hurt uh you know uh i love that uh when joel in the museum steps on the glass and the clicker oh my god fucking nightmares uh jumps over to them i i was like oh yeah you could see him struggle like yeah. you know how how will i deal with this how how can i get this thing off yeah. of me fucking scary you know what they could have used in that moment a brick <laughs> or a bottle <laughs> or a bottle PlayStation actually posted that on TikTok and Reels so and funny. stuff like characters that we're looking forward to seeing the most. It's Joel holding a bottle and a brick. And a brick. <laughs> like, come on. They kind of did it when he pushed over the statue to That's distract true. the clicker. That was he so smart. And there was, was the axe for a melee weapon. I was like, ooh, an axe. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I was I was kind of expecting Ellie going rogue and, and just putting the That's knife what in I there. was expecting. Um, so I thought it was cool too. So some people may not have liked this, but Joel missed a bunch of his shots. Yeah. And I appreciated that because as a player, I missed a shit ton of shots and I still do. And so I kind of, time. I felt really into that because I was like, yeah, yeah, dude, I missed all my shots too. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's all the time. terrifying. So some people are like, oh, so Joseph had a better shot. And it's like, well, go play the game and tell me if you make all your shots. Yeah, I don't think you do. Even if you say so, like, unless you're like a fucking pro playing 24-7, just, you know. I don't have aim assist on because I hate it so much. I'm just bad at it. I'm I'm surprised I completed this case. (laughs) I'm good at sneaking around. But now we know that, you know, with Joel's body. That's <laughs> it's not of, a good idea. It's not a good idea. But uh, I, I, the other thing I appreciated was Ellie being scared. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a scary situation. And let's not forget that uh, she was seeing clickers for the first time. Yeah. Because she's only encountered runners before. Yeah. So she was properly scared. I loved her little sarcasm mm-hmm. when she walks over the wooden plank and she's like, what, this is scarier than what was inside? Like, come on, it's just a wooden plank. And I was like, yeah, yeah, girl. <laughs> yeah, girl. And I also appreciated the nod too, that she lied to Tess, saying like, oh, so it was just you that went in there? She's like, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And then later she's like, she's like, oh, somebody going to come for you? A mom, a dad, boyfriend. And Ellie was just like, nope. No. <laughs> Ain't no so, boyfriend coming to look for her. Nope. Not gonna happen. But uh we like these little nods. And yeah, I guess fine. Let's let's talk about the change that I actually like, but also terrifying. I was waiting me for you to bring out. it up when you were ready. 
Yes, I, I think I am. I, I still, I will have nightmares just putting it out there. Uh, so uh, the whole end of test happens differently in here. Uh, we get this uh, multi, I almost said multiverse, but no, <laughs> this uh, multi-connection thing that they yep. mention at the beginning as Joel kills a uh, uh, recently turned um, runner and then the fucking cordyceps come up and immediately send the signal out uh, to the other infected and it's different because in the game it's it's Fedra that shows up uh, and Tess stays behind to you know give a few extra minutes to Joel uh, and uh, and Ellie to get away um, but here it's obviously the infected and Tess goes into Terminator mode you know all all the oil tanks i think those were I, yeah yeah that, that she just you know starts to pour them out uh the grenades just making sure that the whole thing blows up and everything i think that might be my only issue was i think the whole like trying to get the lighter to work i think went on just a smidgen too long a tiny bit to where that was bit. like i was like well, she's not giving much uh, room for Dolanelli to run. There's tons of them moving past. And then they started to finally, like, collect there in the middle. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. and then they made out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it's... that was... I'll, I'll talk about it for you. It's okay. Please. I can't. Um, so, so, as she's... Tess is just trying to, like, light this on fire and, you know, make everything go boom. Um... At first, I was like, oh, they're not noticing her because she's infected. How how clever is that? And then one starts to look at her, and I was like, oh, he knows. He knows that she's infected. How interesting. Mm -hmm. And then he walks closer and closer to her and takes his tendrils and ensures that this newly infected person is part of their collective, you know, ensures that, mm -hmm. that it happens. Mm-hmm. And not only was that the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life, uh, I was also like, oh, oh it's, my horrifying. it's horrifying. It's horrifying. It, it's freaking nightmare fuel. It I, really and, is. And then I told you the last episode we did, the first episode we did, I hate when stuff comes out from the mouth. I, huh? nightmare, no. And then they do this. Are you serious? <laughs> I and that's like I think I said this last time. This is only a taste, and so I'm like, here they go, slowly introducing new, more terrifying things that these tendrils can do. Oh, I don't, I don't know how I'm gonna deal with this. I, I, I honestly, I don't know either. Like the whole episode, I'm just sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, poor Lily. Oh my gosh, <laughs> poor Lily. I, I'm fine. I'm gonna cry, but it's okay. <laughs> I ran out of tissues. Yeah, it's oh, oh god. I I'm definitely gonna have nightmares. I'm just yeah, letting you all know. But it was also such a clever way to do it. Like not only because it's the game is also horror. I I, I there was just something about that it was just so clever that I loved about it. Like ah, you're one of us. But yeah. she was able to finally light it, drop it, and boom. Yeah. And and poor Joel, like one of the last things that Tess was telling him was like, I've never asked you anything for you to feel the way I feel. And I was like, oh. Mm -hmm. 
we, like we all knew he was emotionally unavailable yeah um but it just it added a new layer to their relationship oh, yeah. that makes it hurt a lot more was that they were more or less together as you can be with an emotionally yeah. unavailable man it, exactly um, and it it did it added an, another layer of hurt because now Joel has probably lost the almost the very last person mm-hmm. that he was connected with all that's yeah. left out is his brother yeah yeah and it's... eventually Ellie uh, eventually Ellie. <laughs> once yeah, he, yeah, yeah once he connects with her still i have to say that they do so gradually the whole thing i like the changes still i'm I'm not gonna say yeah. i don't even if if it puts a little fear in me like that the thing that we talked about at the beginning of you know mm-hmm. i hope you're not gonna sideline the infected that's all i'm saying i i think they are like a crucial part of yep. this whole thing so please don't do a walking dead on us that's Ooh, so many Walking Dead fans are going to hate me for this now, but I'm like, I'm. Hey, I'm just, everyone's allowed to have opinions. I know, but you know the internet. <laughs> I was talking to the commenters who were thinking about it. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's do the episode ranking. <laughs> Tell me your altogether thoughts and uh, give me yes. a rating. I. I genuinely love the changes. And as as we've said before, you know, we're always skeptical of the changes because this is a story we all love intimately. Mm-hmm. Um, but as the changes keep coming and the more that they connect with each other and they're not just changes to be changes, the more I love it because it 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 expounds on the immersion a little bit more, fills mm-hmm. some plot holes that maybe will happen in the future. I I'm really loving the changes. The acting is great. I I heard a little bit more of Joel's accent coming through on certain words, so I scratched that from last time. Yeah, still guy's accent comes through on certain words, and I was very I was very grateful to hear that. <laughs> um, I, same nine out of ten for this one. Uh, not like the perfect episode. I'm saving that that perfect yeah. ten out of ten, but all in all, I have like especially with no issues really, other than that one scene going just. A smidgen too long mm-hmm. I thought it was beautiful and i can't wait for next week <laughs> that's fair that's fair yeah. um I, I i honestly think it was very good did really well on the horror uh it can do more i would i will put it like this it can do a lot more even though i'm already terrified but you know <laughs> still give us more uh acting is top-notch like easily the casting so far is proven to be excellent. Uh love Bella so much. I I honestly just love them Bella so and much. Pedro. Mm-hmm. Chef's kiss. Like, come on. Come on. It's it's Pedro Pascal. He's <laughs> he's brilliant. We love Pedro here. Yes. Um altogether, I really enjoyed this episode. I really did. Uh, but the fear is in me a tiny bit. It's back. <laughs> it's back a tiny bit. Hopefully, I will be wrong, and the infected yeah. will be very much involved throughout. Uh, so because of that, I I'm gonna be the eight point five out of ten. Yeah, that makes sense. One. And I'm yeah. I'm I'm interested now too to kind of look at it from that perspective and see how they handle the infected. So mm-hmm. I like that. That'll yeah. be something fun to watch for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. All right. 
so yeah this was us talking about the second episode of the fantastic the last of us uh tell us in the comments what you think it's yes. we we read the comments we are one of those people we're gonna read them uh oh, and so please be nice please be nice <laughs> very, be very nice people uh, <laughs> and uh yeah i will let erica tell all the yes. official stuff in the end Yes, so this is Couch Soup. If you are interested at all in listening and seeing our pretty faces uh, early, please go sign up as a member. Uh, you can get access to the podcast early um, and have some fun with us. Not only that, but you get access to uh, some games that we do monthly um, and some other really fun community aspects that like, we're all friends and we love this community. So please come and join us. We would love to have you. Yes, please. It's a very good community. We can mm -hmm. we can watch for it. It's you yes. know you, you will have fun with us. We can promise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. See you next week. Uh, I'm I'm still wondering when we're gonna get Jeffrey. I know. Barry. I'm like, <laughs> Barry. We need Barry. We need Jeffrey. Jeffrey's a sweetheart. You're gonna find out very soon. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> but yeah, this was us for now. Uh, well, hopefully next week we're going to have Nick back. Uh, he needs to sort yes. the whole streaming situation out uh, for that to happen. Uh, but yeah, we love you all. And we're going to see you next time. Until then, endure and survive. Endure and survive. Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts.